0: Welcome to the Indie Music Room, a conversation with independent artists about writing, recording, performing, and promoting their original music. And now here's your host, Heather Kelly.
1: Hey everybody, you're listening to Heather Kelly with the Indie Music Room, and I want to introduce my next guest that we have on this month, and it's the one and only Bill Grady. He's got a lot of experience in radio in the past. He happens to host the Fort Dodge Radio Show, and um, Fort Dodge... Radio.com, but he's allowed me to be his host for the Indie Music Room. So, welcome, Bill Grady. Let's talk about where you got, how we got where we are today.
0: Well, thanks very much for having me, Heather. You know, it's been a fun ride with Fort Dodge Radio, and you know, the podcast that you're doing is something that's been a lot of fun to be a part of, and my podcasting roots started back in 2005 and it was something that back in the day there was about you know 100 150 podcasts in the world at that time right and uh, I'm proud to say that I was like one of the top 100 podcasts in the world of course once uh, all the networks came in and and took over the iPod directory uh, we kind of kicked all us independent people pretty much to the curb, but, uh, you know, I think the one thing that uh, I wanted to talk to you about today yeah. was where podcasting was in 2005 and when where independent music was mm-hmm. in 2005 and just, you know, kind of related to what you're doing today.
1: Yeah. I want to hear about it because I'm sure it's completely different from what we're doing today, so... How did you find your your people that you wanted to interview? And how did you research to learn how to start a podcast since you were one of the first 150? I mean, how did you come about doing all this?
0: Well, I think that like a lot of people uh, back in the day, I listened to Adam Curry. And Adam Curry was a VJ on MTV. And he had this podcast called The Daily Source Code. And it was initially started so he could try – Podcast, and he would send out different uh, shows to different people to try out the technology right. and then it developed into a, a radio show. So I learned about it by watching a news story on one of the cable news networks. Mm-hmm. And I go, that's really cool. So I listened to it and I go, that's something I can do. So with my bro- broadcast background, yeah. i went in and uh, explored how to do it and i started my podcast uh 15 years ago this month so it was 15 yeah. years ago july 2005 and uh you know it was at that time kind of the wild wild west of podcasting everybody yeah. was kind of doing their own thing and when i started i wanted to play some music well back then just like today you really can't play a lot of music on podcasts because of all the licensing, copyrights, and, and all the oh, mechanical listen. licenses. Hi. So Adam Curry put together this uh, network called the Pod Podshow Podsafe Music Network. And what that was was independent artists could load up their songs and they gave permission to play those songs to podcasts Uh, Free of charge, you know, without any licensing agreement, and it was a way for them, the independent artists, to get airplay, if you will, Mm -hmm. through podcasts, and also a way for content creators like myself to get extra program or content or, or music on the podcasts.
1: Right, so I do know you have a radio background, and I want to touch on that just a little bit. I want you to tell people the experience you had in radio prior to the podcasting experience, because you've been in this for years, though.
0: Yeah, you know, I started full time in radio when I was nineteen, and uh, I, <laughs> That's I some started what rock- <laughs> ex- exactly? And back then, we used to play. Records on the air. We used, oh, you know, yeah. we used to play vinyl records on the air. That's how far back uh, my experience goes. So, you know, out of high school, I wanted to be into radio. I went to two years to the broadcasting department at Iowa Central Community College. Got My mm-hmm. first job at age 19. Uh, by the time I was 23, I was a general manager. I think I was one of the youngest general managers of a radio station. And that was FM. Yes. That was located in Clarion, Iowa. Uh, stayed there a couple of years, went to a bigger market, Fond du Lac, Wisconsin, uh, KFIZ, uh, which was one of the first commercial radio stations in Wisconsin, so it had a lot of heritage. Yeah. Uh, then I went uh, into radio at Ripon, Wisconsin, WCWCWYUR. Then I was contacted by a mutual friend of mine. By Dean Sorensen. Dean Sorensen, a yes. radio station in Fort Dodge, Iowa.
2: Right.
0: And Dean hired me to run KBFD and KUEL at the time.
2: Yeah. And,
0: uh, you know, through that, we had a lot of success, had a lot of fun serving the Fort Dodge market. We won uh, three Crystal Radio Awards for Excellence in Community Service. Only ten awards are given nationally. We won three consecutive awards. Wow. And then we won three consecutive Barconi radio awards for excellence in broadcasting so we had a a good run and a a lot of fun with that so that's in a nutshell is my uh broadcasting experience with one day one caveat i was the youngest uh, president of the iowa broadcasters association
1: you've always been an overachiever bill well i I always
0: (laughs) you know have have been the youngest guy in the room till about 10 years ago then all of a sudden i started becoming the oldest guy in the Oh, that so, yeah, I was I was president of the Iowa Broadcasters at age 39, and uh, awesome. man, that's almost 20 years
1: ago. Time flies. 20 years ago, yes. Okay, you chose one of your favorite um, songs. We're going to play a couple of your favorite tracks today, and the first one that you chose was called Brother Love. It's by the band Brother Love, and it's called Summertime. Do you have any <laughs> background about that quick?
0: Well, actually, I do. Uh Brother Love is actually a solo artist, right? and back in podcasting days in 2005, this was the most popular downloaded and played song in podcasting in 2005, so I thought it would be fun to, uh, in case you missed it, yeah, here's Brother Love and Summertime.
1: All right, here we go.
2: way up to
1: Brother Love was Summertime, and that was one of Bill's favorite songs back in 2005, and we just replayed that. It's a fantastic song. I'm glad that you uh, shared that with us. Um, let's go back to our history a little bit, Bill. You started your business in 2005. I started my band in 2006, and that's how we connected so many years ago. You were gracious enough to do an interview behind one of our performances behind the band shell. And when you look at how many years ago that was and how long we've worked together and been friends together now, it's crazy. But um, you were doing a a lot of videography, too, at the time. And are you still doing that right now or commercials or have you kind of gotten out of that?
0: Well, let's kind of even turn it back a little further because I actually started my business back in 2002 but I was doing seminars. I was doing marketing seminars. So I was traveling around the uh, Midwest, uh, seven states. So I do seminars in Oklahoma, Kansas, uh, South Dakota, Iowa, Minnesota, you know, just kind of around the seven uh, county or our state area. That's because I had a, I had a non-compete clause in my contract when I left, uh, radio station that said I couldn't do anything within a hundred miles for three years. So I go, okay, well, nobody knows who I am in Kansas. So I started doing the seminars in Kansas. And then uh, through, it was through that seminar business that I kind of said, well, I wonder if this is a way I can market myself through podcasting Uh and podcasting led to my four Dodge.com where we hooked up and started doing a lot of video. And Back in the day, when I started my 4 dodge did the video, really nobody else was doing it. You know, you had to have a camera, you had to have special techniques. And once again, much like earlier in podcasting, it was kind of the wild, wild west. And um, it was a lot of fun for a long, longest period of time. I was doing a lot of TV commercials for cable uh, system out here and uh, did a lot of uh, long Form videos. I did a movie. Uh, we did a movie for the city of Mason City, and that was a lot of fun. But um, I've just kind of transitioned out of the video business and and right. concentrating more toward audio and toward podcasting.
1: Right. What are your future goals? What are you thinking of doing next, or or just keep up with the radio show, the pod? I mean, what are you thinking you want to do next? Do you have other goals? I mean, you are definitely worthy of retirement should you want to, but I know you again, overachiever likes to work hard. So what are your future plans?
0: Well, right now, I, I think that the future of audio and especially the future of radio and streaming is, is really kind of uh, got my interest is piqued my interest. And, uh, you know, throughout this career where I've been away from radio for about 20 years, it's kind of taken different turns, kind of as things have developed. Mm -hmm. So I'm, I'm always looking for that new opportunity. I'm always looking for that next new twist in media, uh, the next new twist in whether it's podcasting and broadcasting or internet radio or whatever. So, you know, my, you know, I guess my future plans is just to see, what kind of things come up and if I'm interested in it, I'm going to jump in it. If not, then I'll just kind of keep doing what I'm doing. So, but, uh, if I can throw the question back at you, you know, as far as, you know, the podcast, and all that stuff, you know, how have you, uh, changed with, with the podcast? How, what things have you learned, say from a year ago?
1: Well, we started a year ago, May, Um, This is our 15th show, Um, started in the studio at Junior's Motel Recording Studio, and due to the pandemic, we've had to, again, go with technology and try it this way. So there's been a couple of weeks of testing and beta testing and seeing how this works and how this sounds. Um, I am fortunate that I have connections with the studio. I, you know, was, I've been out here 14 years, so I've met a number of musicians throughout the years. And a lot of times that's how we stay in touch, you know, who I choose to interview and submissions. Um, the internet plays a huge part in that. I don't think that maybe you use the internet as much as I do back then opposed to now. So that's how I keep in touch and book things. And, you know, it's just a little bit more easy to do from anywhere now than it used to be.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's, it's changing, and, and it's fun to see the change. It's, it's, it's fun not to play vinyl records on the air anymore.
1: <laughs> oh, I still play mine sometimes, but I'm vintage, so that's okay. Well, we've got another song to play, Bill. Um, Say What You Will by Chance. Is that correct?
0: That's, that's correct. And Chance was one of those people that I interviewed for my podcast. By the way, the podcast is still online. It's called You Are the Guest. And, uh, you know, it's got a lot of old stuff on it. So politically, it's got a lot of uh, things that probably isn't of interest. But the interview I did with Chance, uh, you know, I got to find out a, a lot about his uh, career about what he was doing, and he was a you know very talented, still is a very talented person. He's he's got uh, his website going. He's got a lot of new songs. He might be a also you know a future guest uh, oh, on your show as well. I would love And to he that. he's a uh, probably one of the the uh, more creative people that I've I've run across because he not only writes the songs but he performs the instruments. Yeah. So in this song, for example, Say What You Will that we're going to play, he performs all the, the instruments. He plays the drums, okay. the bass, guitar, does all the vocals, yeah. and uh, you know and it's nice to see him in 2020 still going strong and still creating new music.
1: Absolutely. Um, that inspires me, makes me want to keep doing it too, but all right here we're going to have a list of Say What You Will by chance. That was say what you will by chance Bill. I enjoyed that song. Thank you for sharing that with me and I think you're right. I may just have him as a future guest as well that that was fantastic um, going back just a little bit, I was thinking about our meeting a year we were talking about my experience with the podcast podcast excuse me, but I was thinking about a year ago in May when you came out for that meeting and we were troubleshooting and we were talking about this show idea and I'm like well, I could be the host. And then we just laughed because, I mean, <laughs> I, I don't necessarily want to perform on stage in front of a crowd anymore, but I love the interaction with the musicians. So this turned out to be a lot of fun. Thank you for the opportunity. I've enjoyed doing it. Um, what else is going on outside of the, everything you got going on? Pandemic? Well, you know, Staying safe? No, Are okay. you staying at home?
0: Well, you know, we're, we're trying to, to stay safe, you know, like a lot of people, you know, the world has changed in a lot of different ways. So, mm-hmm. you know, we're not doing any face-to-face client meetings. We're not uh, you know, doing anything that's, uh, I would say, you know, uh, you know, we used to do a lot of special events. We used to yeah. you know, do photo shoots and stuff like that those are pretty much gone out the window. So, you know, what we found is that, you know, our demand for, for digital products has, has gone up and, you know, I do a lot of, I do a lot of voiceover work too. Mm-hmm. So my voiceover work has, has stayed good. You know, I always did those through email anyways. So sure. uh, for me, it, the, the way I was doing business really hasn't changed that much, but I know, I know when it, it's come to this podcast, especially with the fact that you've relied on guests coming out to the studio. I know that uh, yeah. it is something that uh, you know has changed the way that you've had to rethink to do the show, mm-hmm. and we were uh, one of the things that we talked about back in. Uh, May of last year was, do we add a video content to it? Right. And we right. were, remember we were talking, do we want a bunch of cameras? You know, how do we want to do it? Right. And then when you came up with this idea, it's like, you yeah, why didn't we think of that, you yeah. know, a year ago? I think it, I think it makes so much sense. And uh, I'm excited for the fact that you'll be able to really have the barriers lifted for yeah. the different guests and, and the different type of artists that, Uh, you'll be able to have on this show.
1: Exactly. You know, um, we are friends with Audible Sound Farm and I've done an interview with them before. And the thing that's really crazy is we both support one another tremendously, but we really typically don't cross over with our guests. You know, we've got an age gap and so we tend to go with different artists, but I think it's so great that somebody close to us is, is doing the same thing we are, you know, and... And he seems to get, like, the younger people that I don't really know as well. You know, I've got the middle-aged crowd, let's say. And um, it's it's been fun to work with him. Um, I'm not really technically inclined, so this was a big step for me to try to do this. I hope it works out for everybody in the, you know, viewing. I'm excited because it does open up our doors to interview more people from different locations, especially with the pandemic. I don't want... I don't want people in the studio right now just selfishly for our safety for everybody's so this is a good way to still connect with people and i'm excited about it
0: and talking about collaboration uh, you know especially what we've done with peter he's been a great supporter of of the radio station and also the podcast and collaboration is kind of the spirit that we had in 2005 with podcasting. We did a lot of training of promos and we would promote each other's shows. So we, we each knew that everybody had a different audience or had the same audience and the audience might be interested in, uh, both shows. It it wasn't that they would take one show over another. They were just interested in both shows. Right. And so collaboration has always been the spirit of, of podcasting and uh, you know, I'm, I'm glad that we're doing that with Peter.
1: I am too. Yeah. He's, he's a great guy. Um, Another song we're going to do, I guess this one is by dear Sherry called road trip. Tell me about that one.
0: Actually, you got to twist it around. This is the band Road, Road Trip playing the song Dear, Dear Sherry. Dear
1: Sherry. Okay.
0: That's okay. right. And this is, this is go, goes back to a band from my old stomping grounds up in Wisconsin. Okay. Um, anybody that, that went to the Windjammer in Fond du Lac, Wisconsin, saw Road Trip. And so yeah. when I saw that they had some songs on the uh, pod show, Pod Save Music Network, you know, it was one of the ones where uh, I was like, "Okay, we got to listen to to these folks." And uh, you know, it's it's a great song. It's a it's a great representation. Now, Road Trip. If you see them at the Windjammer back when I did, yeah. uh, they were a cover band. You know, they were you know you know '80s metal and you know classic rock. And uh, but this is kind of a departure for that. But it's a it's a great song. So here is Road Trip with their song, Dear Cherry.
2: Alright, here we go. She was born and raised in Chicago. A thousand miles from anything that I know. But time's fun, and if I only knew. Once upon a small town, somebody, we need the sun on the shiny silver lake. Forever from Cherie, i still believe
1: Let's see if I can get for this right, Bill. That was the band road trip with the song "Dear Sherry." That was very well done. I very I like that song a lot. So thanks for sharing that again. Um, thoughts on my show with you in the future?
0: Oh, well, the video aspect I think is one of the the things that uh, I'm looking to grow more. You know, for you know yeah. 2020 and beyond. You know, the the audio part of it is something that, that is, once again, because of the, the interest in podcasting, is just really gaining uh, a lot of traction. Right. And I think there will be two separate audiences. I think there are the people that want the audio part that can listen at their convenience, either with their um, iPod or their iPad or you know whatever they use to listen to uh, podcasts. Yeah. And then there's the YouTube podcast audience. There's the people that want to watch something. There's people that want to watch and listen. Right. And also the other thing that I always tell clients, and that is that YouTube is the second largest search engine in the world. Yeah, it is. So with that in mind, why wouldn't you want to be on YouTube?
1: Yeah, that's right. That's right. A lot of my guests have appreciated the fact that you've put together when we did do the interviews in the studio. Kirk would do kind of pre-production and then you always did the post-production and you put the video in and synced up everything. And I've always had a lot of compliments on our previous interviews. So I'm looking forward to see how these go in the future. And I know we're gonna continue to do many more. Um, Any last words? I do wanna thank your wife too, I miss her. And I know she kind of helps you out on occasion with the radio stuff. I mean, she's a big supporter, right?
0: Absolutely. I could not do this without my uh, beautiful wife, Laura. And uh, with all the love and support that, that she gives me, I mean, she is just the love of my life and just, you know, uh, uh, somebody that lets me be me. And if you don't have somebody in your life that lets you be yourself, you know, then, uh, you know, it's, you're missing out on a lot of, of, you know, good things in life. So uh, Mm -hmm. that's the, the best thing. Uh, that uh, you know I can, I can say is that you know I love her with all my heart and she lets me be myself and I let her be herself too so but, and I uh, love her too yeah.
1: so you give her a hug from me until we can meet again
0: absolutely absolutely and, and Heather you know with this show it has been fun to watch you grow You know, if you, if you take a look at, you know, where you were, you know, with your first few shows, and and if you remember some of the coaching I gave you, it's like, you know what, you're going to find your legs once you do a few shows, and uh, boy, you did. And I think uh, you found it a lot quicker than I did. It took me a lot longer to really find my legs, but you uh, were able to do it a lot quicker. But that's just because of your natural talent, your likability, your personality, and, uh, you know, I had no uh, doubt whatsoever that this was going to be big for you. So I'm, I'm happy for you. I'm proud of you. And let's keep making this thing grow and be big.
1: We will do that. But, again, thanks for being my mentor. You've always been there for me. So with that said, we're going to wrap up the 15th edition of the Indie Music Room with Heather Kelly with my host today or my guest today bill grady i don't even know what to call him he's my friend he's my partner he's just we're in partners in crime together so thank you bill for joining me today and uh everybody take care be safe and we will be in touch soon bye
0: you've been listening to the indie music room with heather kelly be sure to listen every Saturday and Sunday right here on FortDodgeradio.com and subscribe for all our past and upcoming shows. The Indie Music Room is a production of FortDodgeradio.com.